Is it settled down? No. No? No. You want to sing? It's growling. It's growling? What am I singing? Anything you like. Oh, me auntie Nelly had a wooden leg. She caught it in the mangle. No? It's not what I know, but please continue. <laughs> I can't. That was... It was compo in Last of Some Wine, and that was the only line he sang. <laughs> Goodness, there's a provenance you're not sure you ever want. We, we could do Free Goons and a Fountain. We could. We could do... What other songs are there? There must be other songs. We could do Temple of Love by Sisters of Mercy. You start. No, it's not right. No, I'm, I'm, I don't think we've got the oomph for that. I certainly haven't, and also I've got a list. It's fine. Um... What else is there? There's the one about bottles. There is. We could start at like 476 and sing count the down bottle, to one. Sing the bottle song. We could sing the bottle song. Well, it's, they it's, might it's, turn off before we get to 300, though. It's easy because you go 476 bottles of beer on the wall. 476 bottles of beer. You take all of them down and pass them around, and there's no beer left on the wall. That's then, a very short party. Yeah, but otherwise you spend ages singing that damn song. I know. So you have to get, like, however many however many bottles of beer there are, you have to get that many people. Yeah. Pass them all out. Yeah. And then you can do the whole song in just one, one round like that. It sounds like Alice the Camel. Who's Alice the Camel? Alice the Camel. Similar song. Okay. Is it Alice the Camel? Or Alice the Camel? No, Alice the Camel. Alice the Camel, okay. Tell me about Alice the Camel. I just did. That's the whole song, Alice the Camel. What? <laughs> what, though? Is one that I learned in guides, which is a very, very long time ago. Is this like the thing about don't think of an elephant? Is that what this is? No! Okay, was it, tell me. There was a tried and tested song called Alice the Camel. Alice the Camel. And Alice the Camel had... So many humps, which as you went through the verses, decreased by one with every round. Okay. Until you got to... Usually you started with Alice the Camel had ten humps. And there was a verse about Alice the Camel had ten humps. That's not healthy. There's and something then wrong with the Alice camel the Camel had stopped. nine humps and then Alice the Camel had eight humps. And there so should on be like so one so or two at most. Yes. Well, then you get to Alice the Camel has one hump and... That verse goes through and then you get to the Alice the Camel has no humps because it's a very enlightened song that you include the concept of zero. Okay. And then it finishes with the beautiful and hilarious to young teenagers at the time line because she's a horse. I see. Yes. I see. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but makes more sense when you're singing it and you're sleep deprived and you've had some really bad night's sleep because you've been sleeping on the ground in a sleeping bag. And you're 12. And you're 12 and you've been out in the fresh air all day and you've been learning knots and doing swimming and doing cycling and then you come back and your dinner is basically like burned or undercooked because guides trying to mass cook is never a good sign. Uh -huh. And then you all sit round the campfire in the evening and you're not quite sure how many of the people you can see are hallucinations and who aren't. Yeah. And you sing Alice the Camel.
I like the Sinister Ducks. I mean, that wasn't a cup, That's, that yeah, wasn't a no, cup song. I, they never let us learn the Sinister Ducks. They should have done. It's mm, a yeah, shame. No. I'm not sure when it was written, actually. I keep wanting to say Neil Gaiman. It wasn't Neil Gaiman, was it? Who was it? No. Can't remember. I can't think why I've got Neil Gaiman in my head. It does sound very Neil Gaiman-y, though. Yeah, no, it was somebody else, I think. I'll find out. I'll put it in the notes, anyway. If you even include this bit. Because you might not. You might snip it all out. You might. You might be on like an editing spree. Yeah, I don't usually snip a whole lot out, to be honest. Well, do you want? I mean, do you want? Should we get started and, and and actually do a hello and stuff? We could do that. We can do. We can do that if you like. Yeah. Because uh, we've got a bit of admin to do. Um, Maybe a little we, bit before we get started. Not 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 like loads and loads. <laughs> I mean, we only have to sort of show people where uh, where the exits to the virtual campfire are, namely here, here, and here. Yes. Uh, Anywhere and, where there isn't a tree. Yeah, basically, and if the alarms go off. Um, just grab a mask and hope for the best. <laughs> I think that's basically. I think that's basically the gist, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Because otherwise, I'd be if like, if the alarms go off, wonder how on earth we've wired up the yeah. <laughs> the virtual campfire to well, have alarm system. It's bugles in here. It's like bugles. The little, the little hedgehog guards. Yeah. Like on the on the parapets all around the outside of the woods, right? The woods have got parapets. Well, they've got like. You know the things up in the trees, the little Ewoks. Out, the little not Ewoks. There were things up in the trees. They, yes, they were, but then so's a jaguar. Ooh, I am not getting them mixed up. You don't want to. No. I'm not sure which is which is fiercer, but you know, I know jaguars are very good droppers. They are. But deep in the paper jungle, the licorice beast was hungry. Oh my crikey, and that yeah. <laughs> you see, <laughs> you do have to be careful. All right, I'm just trying to figure out licorice beasts and parapets and wiring. Uh, because we are professional, obviously. <laughs> and after... About as professional as we can be with hedgehog guards with wee little bugles oh, for an alarm system. Yeah, no, that's the thing. The hedgehogs, mm-hmm. like, not all of them, just like a, a, like a particular crew have been assigned. What's the... the, the the centurion will pick mm. the ones that she wants to allocate, right, each evening. Mm-hmm. And they go and they, they, they go and they stand in like owl holes. In owl the, holes. In the trees. Earl's gonna get really cheesed if some little wee hedgehog's blown a bugle in his ears. Earl's, Earl's Earl's gonna be fine. I mean it's not his owl hole, it's just it's holes that, you know, could fit owls, but they're not I mean, you might as well even call them hedgehog holes, to be honest, but you don't normally get hedgehogs up trees. <laughs> and they just have bugles. <laughs> and when things go wrong, they toot the bugles. One <laughs> should never tootle, tootle one's own bugle. We shouldn't. <laughs> While you're a hedgehog up a tree, where did these conversations come from? I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I wanted to do a little bit of admin and explain why I'm lisping. Okay. Because people tell me it's not very, um, not all that noticeable. But honestly, I can't hear anything else. It's 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 like it's really complicated trying to talk through it. Well. Um, but it's just a side effect from some medication. So if um, if I'm hearing um, if I'm if I'm sounding like I'm lisping, I'm not drunk. Uh-huh. Sad, sadly. Um. Yeah, yeah. You tell me that now. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Was that it? That's it.
We hope you've enjoyed listening to this Frithcast this evening. Um, the bugles with the hedgehogs are much lovely, more interesting. Lovely listeners. Please don't... Please make sure not to subject yourself... No, do subject yourself to the next episode. That was the point. Yeah. yeah. Please keep all knees and elbows inside the cart and in the upright position and trays inside the cart at all times. Please keep your knees in the upright position. Yes. At all times. Absolutely. Okay. I'm not even going to know. <laughs> it's very indignified. Moving on. Moving on. Um, anyway, so, well, welcome to... Hello, Fruit- lovely <laughs> listeners. Hello. <sighs> welcome. Uh, you might have gathered, you're at the virtual campfire. Welcome to You're Frith with Cast. Kate and Suzanne. We're yeah. about to do a Frithcast. You know and, how and, the start of these go. And, and you're with each other. That's important. Yes. Got our little, you our are little group. sharing the madness. Yeah, we've got our little group of lovely listeners. Yeah, and and, and we're going round and we're handing handing out the bottles that we got off the wall earlier. Nothing in them, just a bottle. <laughs> it says beer. <laughs> it might say beer. Four hundred and seventy-six bottles of beer on the wall. It does. Four hundred and seventy. I don't know what kind of beer. I'm not very good at beer. I don't really like beer. No. I'll have a bottle of rum. Oh dear. That'll do. Oh dear. And coffee. <laughs> you want a bottle of coffee? Bottle of coffee with rum in. Oh wow. Well. It's gonna be one of those episodes, lovely listeners. Yeah. One of those very, very strange episodes. We'll oh. try and keep it focused. Focused, you say? Yes. Okay. A talk, you say. Well, kind of. Sorry, I can't help but hear that and um 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 Oh, oh, what's his name? Lovejoy. No, Lovejoy. Um, Ian, Ian McShane. Uh, yeah, Ian McShane. Do I mean Ian McShane? Yes. Right. Yeah, when uh, he, um, in John Wick. Yes. When John Wick comes in and sits, sits with him in the, in the, in the, uh, the, the bar. Because I just want to talk to him. And says, do you know where Yosef Tarasov is? I want to talk to him. And he just looks down his, down, down his nose through his glass and goes, a talk. You say, <laughs> and it's like, like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes. Um, this is a this is a, 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 a this is an episode. It is. We'd better say hello and and give our introductions as we usually do. Okay. For an episode. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome around the virtual campfire. Don't mind the hedgehogs up the trees in the owl hole with the bugles. They'll just be quiet for the rest of the episode. Hopefully the alarms will not go off. If they do, in the rare event of a virtual campfire evacuation, your exits are anywhere where there isn't a tree. <laughs> How did I do? That was very good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We haven't got yeah. like twinkly lights that light up and show you the way along the aisle. We haven't because we've just got too many. Basically just, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Suzanne Martin. <laughs> I'm a heathen with a head full of stuff. <laughs> and I am half your hosting team. I I and I am I am Kate Kate and I'm the sort of um I guess I'm kind of the co pilot then of this clearing in the middle of the woods. Um, that's coming into land, and I am not a uh, I'm not a heathen, and I have a head full of approximately nothing whatsoever. <laughs> so, but what little there is, you can have. 
<laughs> anyway, I thought... Welcome to Frithcast. Welcome, yes. Episode... 11-1. Yeah. We had to work that one out and take a good long run-up at that number, figure episode, out how to pronounce it. Episode 11-1. Well, no, it was easy because it was how old Bilbo was. It is. Today is my 111th birthday. Yeah. Didn't you, didn't you say 11-1? I'm know. sure that was how he... 111st birthday or something you said. Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No. That's where we are. Yes. Mostly. And only sadly, we haven't got a magic ring to put on and slip away into the night. So. We have not. We are here until this party ends, lovely people. <laughs> and so are you. And so are you. You poor souls. Okay. Uh, welcome around the virtual campfire. Settle in, warm your needs. Grab one of the 800 and how many bottles of beer? 476. 476 bottles of beer that just happened to be around the virtual campfire. Scattered. Not too scattered, I hope. Cunningly, it's like a it's like an Easter egg hunt for bottles of beer. But for bottles of beer, mm, I can see how this might motivate some people. Okay. Yeah. So, what are we going to talk about this evening? Well, once you've grabbed a bottle of beer or drink, a random of choice, snacks, come and settle in, warm your knees. We've got a theme. We've got a theme, and yeah, we've been thinking recently on the goddesses of the Norse pantheon and it kind of formed a little idea that it started out with we don't know as much about them as we know about the gods I admit I don't there's not as many stories or descriptions they're not mentioned as much in the myth cycle Mm -hmm. as the gods are so I thought in this episode of Frithcast, 111st... Yeah. I think I've got that right. It'll do. Yeah, okay. We'd look at the disappearing divas. <laughs> See what I did there. I'll get my coat. Disappearing. Am I, am I labouring the point? Disappearing divas. Disappearing, yes. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. And it is laughter track. And it is it is something that I had not given a great deal of thought to because obviously not being a heathen, I'm I'm my familiarity with the mythology and the and the and the the the, 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 the myth cycle and and the sagas and so on comes really from you. Mm, and yes. I know of some of the the the, the sort of more well known. I know Freya. Yeah. I know Frigga. Yeah. And I know Scarthy, of course. Yes. From the the, the story of uh, Scarthy. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and there are others that I I have heard of, like mm-hmm. Sif. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I know from um, your your telling me about Ran, the god mm. of the sea. Yes. Yep. Yep. And so on. Deep so seas. Yeah. So I I I mean I know some of the names, <laughs> but when. We th- oh, and Eden, of course, or Ethan yes. with the um, the the uh, the apples, the golden apples of youth. Mm, yeah, we've we've talked about her before in a couple of episodes. We have, but it it is true that when I sort of think think about it, I realise that actually I don't know a great deal about these people, other than you know the few things that that get told. I mean, I know Freya is 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 often the the person who's being sort of threatened with being married off to someone suitable. 
Yeah. Um, Not once, but twice. Yeah. Bit of a theme. A bit of a theme. That she's very beautiful and she has this necklace and so forth. And I know, you know, so I know sort of little bits about each of them in, 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 in ways like that. But really, not that much. Mm. Yeah, so I thought, and that got me kind of thinking. Because there are a lot of Norse gods, Norse goddesses, names that interweave into stories and get single mentions or get mentioned in one list and then get mentioned mm. somewhere else. And there's a lot for somebody to come to this faith and start learning, start picking up, start trying to understand mm. the whole picture of what's going on. And in a lot of the cases of the goddesses, what we have is a name, maybe a brief mention, but not a lot else. Yeah. And they certainly haven't picked <clears throat> up the, um, shall, we, shall I say, the pop culture interest Yes. Um, you know, I mean, even if you're even if your only uh, knowledge is is from pop culture, you'll you'll know Thor, you'll know Loki, you'll know Odin, probably. Mm. Um, but you won't know a great deal about many of the goddesses. No. And so that got me thinking about, you know, where are the the tales of our our divas are uh, from the Latin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Goddess, yeah, divine one, yeah, diva. Where are our disappearing divas? Mm -hmm. Why, why do we not have as much on them? So I thought in this episode maybe we'd go through a few of the ones that don't get a lot of focus, don't get a lot of attention, mm. and talk a little bit about what we know about each one. And you might know some of these already, yeah, but there are. Hopefully, maybe one or two that you think, oh, I need to go and learn about those a little bit more. Hmm. And for a lot of the Norse goddesses, their agency is reduced. Okay. And it, it got me to thinking, you know, even for for Freya, her agency is reduced to a thing that is sought after in at least hmm. two instances with the the building of the walls of Asgard... That's right. She's the builder the, seeks her hand in marriage. She's the, the payment, most beautiful she? goddess. The she's she's the payment, mm. and she's also part of the payment for Thor getting his hammer back from the giants when he's loses it. Yeah, yeah. When the giants steal it and ask for Freya as the giant's bride, so that they'll give the Molnir back. She's basically the ransom for Mjolnir. Yeah. Mm. So I can see why she's kind of cheesed. Yeah. It's not. Uh... You can imagine it's probably not what she has in mind for how her life's going to go. No, and it seems very... It got me thinking about other instances where we know a very brief amount about a goddess, a mm. Norse goddess. So I wanted to start with a quick sort of look at Nana, Baldur's wife Nana. Nana? Nana. Okay. Mother to Forseti, mm -hmm. another god. Yeah. She's mentioned, as far as I know, only at Baldur's funeral, the funeral of her husband. Mm. So when he is killed, Odin's son is killed. And the funeral pyre is set for him on his ship. Okay. Depending on which translation you read or which version you read, she either dies of a broken heart on seeing his funeral. Yeah. Or she throws herself onto the funeral pyre to die with him. Wow. Mm. 
and it kind of got me thinking, we have no account of their wedding. No. But it must happen before that point, but after Scarthy comes asking for payment. After the, yes, the, 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 the blind date, yeah. choose by people's feet. Choose by people's feet, job. because Baldur, she's got her eyes on Baldur. Yeah. He is in the list of the eligible bachelors. And he, she, she figures, is going to be the one with the nice shiny feet. With the nice clean feet. So she figures that he's in that lineup. Yeah. So she must either be not aware of him getting married, or he he isn't married at that point. Mm. So somewhere between that and him dying, he gets he courts Nana, he gets married to Nana, and he has a son. Okay. We have none of that. No. None of that record at all. Didn't the um? I may be completely wrong. Didn't the. Sumerians or the Babylonians have a goddess called Nana. Do you know? I don't know. I'd have to go look it up. I I I feel like there was, hmm. but I'm I could well be I could well be completely wrong with Enkidu and all mm. uh, Enkidu and all the, yes. you know that 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 sort of lineup. I'm sure there was a Gilgamesh nana. and Enkidu. Yeah, I'm sure there was mm. a nana in there or something very similar. Anyway, it doesn't you matter. Are totes best mates. It's it's probably <laughs> unlikely that there's a connection because you know Sumerian mythology tend I don't think has a it's quite a long way before just a the, little bit uh, before the period we're thinking just a tad of before. <laughs> but if we think about some of the other Norse goddesses that we know, mm. the only time that we get mention of Sif is when her hair gets cut. That's right. And she gets new hair. She gets golden hair, doesn't she? Yes. She does, but there's none of her courtship to Thor. No. And there's none of her marriage to Thor. No. No no marriage ceremony. The only thing we know about is when is when himself chops her hair off and then gets sent to go and get go to the get sent to the dwarves to go and get a replacement. Yes, yeah. And for Eden, who is essentially the keeper of the gods' youth, mm. incredibly important goddess. But the only time that I know of she's mentioned in the Bith cycles, even in like the crowd scenes, the panning across crowd scenes, where yeah. you get kind of notified about who's there and who isn't, yeah, yeah. is when she's kidnapped. And that's, she's kidnapped by Tharzi. That's right. He, he being the Jotun yeah. who, who takes her away, and she's eventually recaptured. And brought back. And he ends up chasing the gods back to Asgard and is killed. Mm-hmm. And he's the father of Skadi. Yes. Which sets all that into motion. Which sets all that into motion, which links it back to Baldur and Nana. Indeed. Yeah. But then there's nothing more of Eden. No. There's nothing... There's no stories focused on Eden. There's no mention of her anywhere in like speaking up in the court scenes or being present when decisions are big powerful decisions like contributing to those Mm. we hear nothing else about the apple of eden we don't (laughs) no not that one no and it's that was a that was a fruit anyway it wasn't necessarily an apple no whole fruit basket thing yeah and it's the same with sigin sigin is Loki's wife. Loki's wife, yes. But there's nothing of their courtship and nothing of their marriage. And the only time we hear about Sigyn mm. is when she sat with Loki at his punishment at the end. 
and she's catching the poison in a bowl. Yes, that's right. Which anger both a... It's Scarthy. It's Scarthy. Scarthy sets it up. Scarthy okay. sets up the snake. The only time that Sigin is mentioned is when she's holding the bowl of poison. Mm. We know nothing else about her at all. Mm. And when that happened, there's a goddess called Gnar, G-N-A, okay. who is listed as the messenger of the gods. And the one where if you see her, it's a foretelling of not good things because she's come to deliver it personally. And you don't want a message from the gods. You do not. Handwritten with your name on the top. You, you just don't. <laughs> it's not going to be good. <laughs> so, but Gna when Gnar then would be the, the sort of Norse equivalent of Mercury or mm. Hermes. Yeah, somebody who's swift and, and carries news, carries message. And these are quite important gods in, in their respective pantheons. Yeah. In the Greco-Roman pantheon. Mm. They are pretty important, so... Well, with Gnar, you would have thought that when Balder dies and he goes to the Hell Realm mm. and goes to be with the goddess Hell yeah. to live in the underworld and the gods send a messenger to go and ask for him back, they don't send Gnar, they send Hermod. Okay. Who's Hermod? Exactly. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so it's like... You've got a messenger of the gods, but you don't send her. I've got a shade of Alice the Camel going on. Alice the Camel. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, so it's just... Oh, Alice the Camel, that's who I was thinking of. No, oh, that's a bad, bad thought. I know, but that's oh. who the name... When you said the name, it made me think Alice to somebody and I couldn't work out who it was, and that's who it was. It was Campbell, of course. Has no humps. Sorry? Because he's a horse. I... No... He's on Twitter. I know that. Alice the Camel is on Twitter. Possibly. <laughs> Who the... <laughs> Alice! Alice! Don't do it! <laughs> Who is Alice anyway? <laughs> well recovered. Thank you. Carry on. <laughs> We've got... There's a goddess called Sin, S-Y-N... Okay. Who is associated with locks and doors and gates and is also associated with defend defence in courts, being defended in a court, like speaking in defence. Okay. But she's not mentioned with alongside Forseti or alongside Tyr or she doesn't it's like there's almost a complete dissociation. So where where does she get mentioned then? I I would have to go and look up the precise reference. There is not a lot. Yeah. I know, uh, not wanting to leap ahead, because I'm sure you, you've thought about sort of what order you're bringing these in, but you're reminding me a little bit of Air, is it? Yes. The healer. The, yeah, the greatest of doctors. Again, very important. Her <laughs> equivalent in, in I, I say my pantheon, but her equivalent in the, in, in the Romano-Greek pantheon would be Asclepius um, or Asclepios mm. and Asclepios and or even Apollo Apollo is the healer mm. so again these are prominent people yeah and she doesn't get an awful lot past a mention she mm. doesn't get listed as being present when any of the gods councils are happening or when any of the big group discussions are happening yeah she essentially doesn't get speaking parts Wow. 
it's like, and it's the same with Angrabotha, mm. who I mistook for Scar the earlier, but Angrabotha, the mother to goddess Hell. Yeah. And also the mother of Yomungand and the mother of Fenrir. Yes. Yes. They're an interesting family. They really are. Yeah. <laughs> They really, really are. Yeah. But she doesn't get an awful lot of mention either. She only gets gets mentioned, really referred to in that context, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, that's she's it. The, she's the mother of those three. Yeah. You've also got Snotra, said to be very clever, very good with words, very sharp, very, um, very good at wordplay, but not a lot else mm. known. Okay. And you've got... Saga. Saga. Saga is when Snellston lists the goddesses. Mm. He lists them in order. And in one list, she comes second to Frigg. Oh. Frigg at first, then Saga, then everybody else. Which would imply that, I mean, Frigg is basically the queen of Asgard. <clears throat> she is the queen of Asgard. So that would imply that Saga is again fairly prominent it would and in the second list where she's mentioned she's mentioned it's mentioned Frigg, Freya and then Saga okay so, so again she's second or third in the, the the very sort of social hierarchy that's going on she's right up in the top echelons of it yeah we know little to nothing about who she is so, from the law from you know there's no stories mentioning her there's no myth cycle yeah. Mentioning her, again, no speaking part, no walk-on part, no nothing. So if, again, trying to trying to sort of... <clears throat> you can never really sort of plug two pantheons together directly. Mm. The Greek and Roman pantheons are probably the ones that are most easy to do that. Because yes. they've, they've, they were obviously tweaked. Syncretism. Yeah, syncretistic. Syncretism. Syncretist, syncretistic. Syncret, yeah, that. It would be. But, yeah, so, I mean, if, if you take Frigg as being essentially you know. Yes. And then you've got, um, so Freya. I mean, Freya's always always sort of presented as this great beauty and, and, yeah. and, and so forth. So she's probably going to sit sort of somewhere between Venus and perhaps Minerva. Yes, if you throw in a war aspect as well and... Yeah, a seeth aspect alongside it, war so, and magic. So yeah, so again, these are again these are prominent prominent figures in these other pantheons. These are these are sort of they're part of the the, the sort of the council of thirteen, if you like, mm. or the council of twelve, as it usually is in, in bringing a plus one in mythology. But because the twelfth place is taken by two different people, depending <laughs> which list you you read, mm. I, I tend to just throw them in, say thirteen. These, yeah, and 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 yet in, in in the north we've got these passing references, but yeah, to what are clearly very powerful mm. people, very powerful goddesses, but we know little to nothing about them. And there's one more that I want to talk about, which is Bill. Bill. B I L. Okay. She is listed as a sister. Uh, she's a part of a brother and sister pair mm -hmm. and basically they are said to follow the moon okay so they follow Marnie Marnie uh, is the moon Marnie is the moon okay <clears throat> or the one who pulls the chariot 
of the moon. All right. So Bill and now then, can I remember how Please. to say Hijuki? I was, I was praying it was going to be something like Ted, but. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are not. I'm slightly sorry. You just brought it back to Keanu Reeves again. That's all. That's. It's a habit. I know it is. <laughs> so, Bill and who? Sorry, Hijuki. Hijuki. Bill is the sister of Hijuki, and they are a brother and sister who hold a pole between them with a pail on it. Wait, 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 wait. The moon. Wait. Yeah. A pail of water. Go go there. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Go there. Go there. Go there. Go there. I am. I am. I had better confess. I am cheating a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> this is this isn't a case of me sort of suddenly clicking onto something. Uh, the the other goddesses. The other god's name. Sorry. The brother mm. is Hajuki, and it's spelt H J U K I. Yes. In, the, in the, the, the versions we've got now, exactly how you would pronounce that in I want to say runic in Norse mm. I don't know what the pronunciation it's, would yeah, be I, I'm probably butchering it cheerfully here possibly but it may be that it's it's, it's more like Juki yes. with the H sort silent of either either less pronounced or, or, or silent there is an argument mm-hmm. that when Juki and Bill mm-hmm Went up the hill. They did to fetch a pail of water, <laughs> and that this is actually that is this is actually a, a piece of mythology that is represent is, is reflected and remembered in that nursery rhyme of like Jack the and, moon in a pail of water of Jack and Jill. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on. But I, again, she's a goddess that we know <clears throat> nothing about. No, not a thing. We know there is this story. Yeah. Of them carrying this pail between them. Yes, on a. They hold a pole between them, mm. and on the pole is a pail, yeah. um, which they use, and they follow the moon's track mm. with the pail. Did you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? No. I just thought I'd ask. Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah. You said pale and moon together. Right? And you were in there. And I was in there. Like Moon Over Bourbon Street. Oh, don't even start me. <laughs> <laughs> best episode of Deep Space Nine as well. Oh, oh in the pale moonlight. Mm-hmm. Oh my gods. Love that episode. Ah. It's the very definition of, well, that escalated quickly. Yeah. 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 Wow. And you've got Cisco standing there. Going... Yeah, I'd do it again. Yeah, I'd do just it all like, again. Oh, no, you cannot say that. And the nice thing is, it was actually named for that quote out of Batman. Mm. Because did you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Well, yes, he did. And this is what happened when Cisco danced with the devil. It's like, whoa. Yeah. That episode just that blew me away, that one. That one and only a paper moon. <gasps> it's the moon ones, isn't it? It is. It's paper moon name. was absolutely fantastic. Yes. Yeah, only it's only a paper moon. Mm. And in the pale moonlight. And Jack and Jill. And Bill. There was a Deep Space Nine episode called Jack and Jill? There was not. There should have been. Probably. Garak and Jill. Mm. <laughs> not sure if I... <laughs> I don't know, I was just trying to fit somebody into the name. Yeah. Anyway, shall we stop talking about Star Trek okay, and go back fine. to talking about goddesses? Fine, 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 <laughs> fine. 
so yeah, we've just run through, done like quick run through of at least ten goddesses that yeah. basically have maybe a sentence, and if they're lucky, maybe maybe there's a second sentence about them. Wow. And that makes it very much um, an ethical quandary for a, a modern heathen is if you use part of your prayer and ritual to praise a particular god or goddess. Mm. You praise their achievements, you praise their titles, you praise their stories, you may read one of their stories in ritual time. Yeah. You may, you know, look at creating art or... Um, prose or praise poetry around their achievements mm. how do you do that for goddesses where there are no achievements listed and we don't know what their titles were we don't know what their achievements were we don't know what they were famous for whether mm. they had you know particular items like some of the gods have we don't know whether they had particular methods of travel like some of the gods have or whether they're involved in particular stories or adventures i mean <clears throat> we assume that they probably must because i mean the ones that we do know about mm. like freya i mean freya has the whole uh, chariot pulled by cats she does she has her feather cloak yes which which either turns her into a bird or gives her the power to Fly as a bird. To fly as a yep. bird. So we know she has these things. She has the Brisingerman. And she has the Brisingerman. Now, we don't know an awful lot about her, apart from, as you say, that she tends to be the... I, I, I hesitate to use the word MacGuffin. She tends to be the focus. But she is in the stories where we know her best. So the, the, the wedding... Building of the walls. The building of the wall and the wedding. Yeah. She is used... She is. We're not seeing her... As a person in their own right, we're seeing her as the prize that's coveted by someone else. Yes, we're seeing her with a lack of agency. Yeah, so she is kind of the... She's the, the, the reason the story is happening. Yes. Or at least the parts of the but story is happening. she doesn't have which, any agency within that story herself. No, which in, in, in some filmmaking and, 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 and modern storytelling and so forth, you have this concept of what they call the MacGuffin, mm. which is... The thing that everybody's chasing around after. The briefcase in Pulp Fiction. The briefcase in Pulp Fiction. <gasps> the Maltese Falcon. The Maltese Falcon. I'm going to go classic yeah. retro, the Maltese yeah, Falcon. Absolutely. It's something that, that we don't ever see actually doing anything, but it's something that the characters are all very strongly motivated by. I mean, yeah. I would throw in the Lost Ark in Raiders of the Lost Ark, but of course, at the end, that actually comes into use and does stuff. It does. Some um, serious stuff. Yeah, so... To be fair, you should have let him take it to Berlin. Yeah, yeah, well, yes, exactly. Because, for goodness sake... It would have been far better at doing that in the middle of Nazi headquarters. Yeah. Yes. Okay, the arc, not so much, because it does actually have a function in the story, but uh, uh, something that doesn't have a function in the story, but is the motivation for a lot of the story... Yes. ...is, is a MacGuffin. And, and with the greatest of respect to Freya, she, in those two examples, she is treated as... MacGuffin in that she's she's why everybody's sort of running around doing stuff, but she's not actually taking part in the story herself. Yeah, I mean, she isn't. She definitely isn't in the building of the walls. Mm. She's very much seen as the prize or part of the prize that he's asked for in payment. Yeah. But in the second one, she's kind of like a bait and switch MacGuffin. I suppose. Yeah. Because she kind of like take one utterly glorious goddess 
substitute for one great big hairy god, plonk him in a dress, yeah. and say, look, same person. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, same oh, yeah. person. What, what gleaming, shining eyes she yes. has. Yes. <laughs> well, great big hairy appetite. What an enormous beard she yeah. has. All the better to get... No, just, uh, no, no, bad, no. No. Oh, oh. So All she's the better to get, get caught in my soup. <laughs> so, yeah, she's kind of like a MacGuffin, but she's like a bait-and-switch MacGuffin yeah. because it's like they've set the foxes off after a hare. They've set the, the hounds off after a hare. Yeah. But halfway around the track, they switch it for a like a, a fluffy toy on a spring. Okay. And they still end up chasing after it and they don't even notice that it's completely yeah. different. But it's, I mean, it's certainly the case that in those stories, at least, we don't know much about, we don't get to see much of Freya, but we do know that these elements are part of her mythology. So we, from that, I would assume that, that other goddesses would have elements of their own, as the gods do. Yeah, but for a lot of them, not a thing. Mm. So that makes it very difficult when you want to address prayer as a, a modern heathen. How do you... Address pair address prayer apart from on the very thinnest of single sentences. Yeah. Apart from saying, "Yo, I know you exist, but I don't know a whole lot else." But I am praising you. It's yeah. like, is that the prayer equivalent of a gift card? It's kind it's, of like, <laughs> I yeah. know you're up there, and I want to give you something, but I don't know you well enough to actually be meaningfully to, specific to customize it. I want to do something nice. I want to do something nice, but I don't know enough about you. Have a book token. Yeah. How do I? How do we customize it? How do we deepen our relationships with these goddesses? If we can't deepen our relationships with these goddesses, how do we ask them to work with us? Mm. Or we ask to off. You know, we ask to work with them if we can't call them by their respectful titles. Yeah. They have no epithets like you like you have with the, the male gods. No, and they don't have multiple ones. A lot of the male gods have multiple ones. The mm. Allfather is a, a huge, huge case in point. Lots and lots of names. Yeah. So how do we call on these gods and goddesses if we don't know their titles, if we don't know their stories, if we don't know their connections to the pantheon that we do know? Mm. How do we relate to them? How do we address prayer? How do we address praise? How do we offer them ritual? How do we offer them sacrifice? Yeah. If we don't know, do we look at mentioning them by name and honouring them just by that? Mm -hmm. Do we look at you know, trying to develop our own personal relationships with them? A UPG thing. And we look at a UPG thing mm. and that is awesome to be able to to develop mm. but there's so much information we don't have yeah so lovely listeners it's just about the end of this episode we hope we've given you a few things to think about yeah i hope you weren't thinking from the start that we'd be telling you all about these goddesses because yeah. We don't know any more None about them is. than you do. We have no clue. <laughs> Just the same as you do, as you probably have come across in your own research, there is very... Some of the goddesses that we know are in the pantheon, we have precious little information about. And that, I feel, yes, it's something that modern heathens can start building their own UPG, their shared experiences, maybe sharing 
a ritual that you've written mm. around Sif, maybe sharing prayers to Nana, maybe starting to create these collective knowledge that we can use to be able to mm. connect to these goddesses that we know so precious little about. Yeah. So lovely listeners. If you would like to find us online and come and share maybe some of your UPG with some of the goddesses that we've mentioned, if you've got prayers to some of them that you'd like to share, you're very welcome to do so. If you would like to find me, my name is Suzanne Martin. I'm on Facebook under that name and I'm also on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. And should you uh, want to find me, you need to come to our Discord. We've got a Discord. We have a Discord It's server. awesome. I uh, hang around on there, mostly. And if you want to find that, you can come to our Facebook page on fb.com slash frithcastpod. Or just do, do a search in Facebook for frithcastpod, and that should bring you to us. Yeah, we'd love to see you around the virtual campfire. The kettle is always on. There's always somebody around to say hi to. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what time zone you're in, there are usually lovely listeners or Kate and myself zooming around there somewhere and dipping in and out of the rooms and channels that we have. Or failing that, there's the hedgehogs, but they're not great conversationalists. No, good with a bugle. They are good with a bugle. Not so good at conversation. But hey, you can hang out with them. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So lovely listeners, we will talk to you all next time for episode 112 11 11 Yay! of we're nearly at 113 Yay! so very close we can so nearly do that joke again it's only taken us 100 episodes to get here what the one about 13 13 yeah. not yet wait for no, it oh, sorry, wait sorry, for sorry, it wait for sorry. it wait for it it's not really a joke it's just a, it's just a reference it is it's just a it's just a cult, pop culture reference that uh, I, we very much enjoyed being able to do and now we can nearly do it again we can nearly do it again Yay. it's nearly time 13, 13. wait for it wait for it stop wait for, it. Stop, wait stop. for okay. it okay lovely listeners we will see you all next time for episode 112 thank you very much for joining us for this episode we'll talk to you all again soon bye 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 bye